in Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. And with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hey, Art. Welcome to the show. Gee, it's so good to see you again. I'm, uh, I'm super excited to be here. I just flew in from Burbank, Burbank, California. Where I live, I'm a big star out there in Hollywood. <laughs> I've got a few movies coming out. Tomorrow, several blockbuster films. <laughs> you may have heard of my famous movie trilogy, The Underwars. It's a it's a trilogy about wars that happen deep inside of the Earth. The Earth? The Earth. The Earth! Um, you know, Andy, I've never heard of those things, but um, I like this idea of trilogies. You know why? Um, they have three things. Yeah, and you're uh, super into uh, a Cincinnati three-way, which is where... <laughs> no, 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 I much Where prefer... you have no, sex no, with no, your no. two best friends, no, but you can't no, see no. them because there's a curtain made of spaghetti and chili that separates you from them. That's right. The curtain is made out of spaghetti and chili. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I much prefer the Alaskan popsicle. Um no, Andy, I like the idea of a trilogy because there's three things, and three things make me think of triangles, and triangles make me think of today's topic, the Bennington Triangle. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like a free thought association. I mean, yeah. well, somebody call Phil Jackson because we got the triangle offense coming in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I hope that uh, Bermuda Triangle fans out there aren't going to get triangle offended by this. This is a classic for us covering the smaller tangential topic. To the much larger, much more well-known topic, uh, Bennington Triangle to Bermuda Triangle. Right. You may have heard of the Bermuda Triangle. Well, we're not going to cover it ever. Because <laughs> we're all about <laughs> indie topics. We're hipsters. Uh, and we'll only cover topics that haven't hit the mainstream yet. That's right, baby. But hey, for all you Vermont freaks out there, you guys are going to be in fucking Vermont heaven. You'll are be you looking f- out your little witch windows going... Oh my god, dude, I need to go down and get some fucking Ben and Jerry's. And then you're gonna be all like Yeah, all you maple circle fuckers out there are gonna love this one. Oh baby. <laughs> you're gonna love this one because it's all about Vermont, baby. It's all about this spooky supernatural triangle of land, not a actual physical triangle, it's a metaphorical triangle of land where people have gone missing, monsters have been seen, and Unexplained deaths. That's it. 
end of the podcast. Anyway, thanks for joining us here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. And of course, Andy, I mean, if you can't wait to get lost in the whole enchilada. Yeah. Of the the heavily forested whole enchilada. It's a very foresty whole enchilada. A lot of lumber. Yeah. Um, if you can't wait to get lost in this whole enchilada on the Benning. This is a very woody episode. It's very woody. Piney. Um, oh, is that who? Is that the doorbell? <laughs> I think that's uh, called an app update. Oh. <laughs> um, if you can't wait, of course, you can find uh, the timestamp in the episode description, Andy. Yeah. You can find it there. You can uh, triangulate your position <laughs> uh, within space and time. By right. using a simple waypoint called the timestamp that's in the show notes. It's in the show notes and in the episode description lets you skip ahead. Skip to the intro. Skip it. Skip it because we know you hate listening to us and you hate hearing about our lives because you just want to get to the topic and you don't want to hear anything else. That's right. But um, if there are those of you who want to hang out, we're going to tell you what's up with our lives. Yeah. I'm making a little money, baby. Oh. Uh, money is so hot right now, Andy. Everybody's talking about it. Big thing, this money thing. I think it's going to stick around for a while. You know, I was kind of anti-money before. I was more of the barter trade type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's because I have a lot of collectibles mm-hmm. um, that I've stolen from various stores and other collectors mm-hmm. and trade shows. Your Precious Memories collection is bar none. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a lot of Precious Memories in them. And they're pretty easy to trade away Ugh. for food or shelter or sex. You can trade figurines for pretty much anything oh these days. Oh, my God. Those grannies go crazy for those figurines, and they grannies, will do anything. They will do anything. They haven't felt the touch of a man in years. <laughs> and Ooh, you are. They'll do anything, and I'm the closest thing they've got. <laughs> you are. You hang out at a lot of nursing homes. Oh, yeah. Um. Mostly because they mistake you for one of the patrons there. Yeah. Well, I am usually, you know, severely out of breath, uh, on the edge a, of cardiac arrest. You have a rascal scooter. And I am asking to charge my rascal scooter, maybe sit down in a bed for a while. Uh, I'm. You, <laughs> you love know, tapioca pudding. Perpetually dehydrated. Um, I don't know where I am most of the time. <laughs> Uh, no, Andy. Also, we, my skin is oh, sort of hanging boy. off my body. Yeah. Uh, my hair is all gray. Um, you know, I've shrunk five inches visibly in the last month. I just have a lot of very senile. I wear orthopedic shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. You wear those fucking orthopedic shoes. So oh it's not it's no wonder that I get mistaken for uh you know a patient for a nursing facility. No, Andy, we made some investments recently. We took some of the uh earnings that we forgot about from the court case that everyone forgot about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you all didn't remember that we won a substantial judgment. We won a substantial amount of money in a court case. And um so fucking update the Reddit wiki. So mm, you know what? We decided we decided it's time for us to not just be love daddies. And be good to our our family. We had to become business daddies and be business good daddies to the entire economy. That's right. So we made some investments. Um, we got a chance to invest in a legacy, in a surefire thing. Um, you know, there's this old axiom in the business world that if an idea works once, it will work forever. 
And there's no other caveats to that. That's right. And it's called Radio Shack. It's called Radio Shack. Art and I are firm believers in the brand powerhouse known as Radio Shack. So we bought ourselves a Radio Shack. We bought a Radio Shack. We bought a Radio Shack, Matt Damon. Yeah. You can call me, you can call Art, Art Damon, and you can call me Matthew Broderick because uh, we killed two people. The Shack is back. (laughs) Anyway, Matthew Broderick murdered two people in Ireland with his car. He got off scot-free. He got off scot-free. He inspected gadget his way out of there. Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Murder two people. So we bought a radio shack. I mean, murder was responsible for the death of two people. It's a fine line. We didn't stop at a radio shack. We went fucking crazy, Andy. We went crazy. We were like, let's buy stores. We're buying up stores. We bought a radio shack. We bought a Hollywood video. We bought a sharper image. We bought an entire indoor mall. We bought a fucking Circuit City. Circuit City. Comp USA. Comp USA. That's right. We went fucking hog wild on these we stores. Hog wild. Bunk Funkers, this stuff is wild. It is ripe for the taking. Nobody knows about this. Dummies don't know about this. Fucking Mad Money Jim Cramer. Call us Mad Money Art and Andy because... Uh, we fucking know what's up. We know mm-hmm. what to buy. We know what to sell. Yep. Um, you can come to us with any kind of product. Buy, always, sell, never. <laughs> never admit defeat. Those are the Art and Andy <laughs> mad money rules. You never fucking sell. There's no, no such thing as a bear market. It's always fucking big hogged out bulls. These are bulls. Like, <laughs> you could call the economy Pamplona because it's the running of the bulls. It's the running of the Constantly. bulls. When when the line is going down, it's red. What does that mean? That means bulls. Because bulls yeah. don't like the color red. Bulls don't like... So they're running. They're as running, soon they're as charging. the line goes down, it's coming back up because right. the bulls are loose. That's right. The bulls are loose. And our bulls are out here full on display. You can look at our bulls. Our bulls are here. They're big. These are big, hairy bulls. Yeah, and we knew that with a bull market... You got to buy, baby. You got to buy, buy, buy. You got to cup the bull market. You, you have to massage gotta... the bull market. Make sure it feels good. You can't grab it by the bulls. That's right. You really got to You really gotta cup it. You got to caress it. You got to kiss it. be gentle. You got to be gentle. You got to slide in easily. And, you know, if you don't do it right, you could get blue bulls. And nobody wants that. You don't want blue bulls. No. That's the... That, What's the difference between red and green? It's blue. That's you don't right. want blue bulls. That's right. That's flatlining, baby. You're dead. <laughs> You're fucking dead in the water. And you know what loves the blue water? Sharks. <laughs> so watch out. And they'll eat your ass. They'll eat your ass. They'll eat your ass. They'll eat it completely out. Because yeah. they're sharks. Now, millennials, you guys, you you, you millennials, you might want to you might wanna flatline because you might want to get your ass eaten by a shark. We know mm-hmm. how you millennials like to do ass eating. Yeah. So... But members of the greatest generation, like myself, no. <laughs> we don't want blue bulls. We want we want large, fat bulls. That's right. Right. Bulls like your dad's bulls. Right. Drooping, the way you remember your dad's bulls. Drooping out of the stock market. <laughs> bulls. Humongous, throbbing bulls. Right. Um, 
So that's what this is, and that's what investing is, and that's right. a little. This is kind of like an ecom one hundred and one. Yeah. Um. You know, Andy and I were both. You very, know, you can use this podcast as investment advice. Um. So please, you know, and you, and you can take advice from Andy and I because Andy and I are very well read in um literature. We have majors in economics. Um, and so we are fucking experts at this mm-hmm. bull, these bulls in this bulls market. Right. And these big, big brass bulls. We have big brass bulls. Right. And we could tell, you know what? This bulls market has been going on for a long time. Since the these, beginning of time. These bulls are ready to blow. Like this market. I mean, it's about to come to fruition. Like That's right. These bulls have been stroked. They're revved. Yeah. These bulls are ready to shoot off into the stars. So we decided to go see the fruits of our labors, check out these stores that we bought, mm-hmm. you know, and we had to go to this, uh, you know, this mall that they say is abandoned because of this, like, formerly abandoned, formerly abandoned because we bought it up. It's open for business. Um, it says they said they formally abandoned it because of a quote unquote toxic gas leak, which is, I mean, Here's the thing, you know, these pundits nowadays, these people nowadays, they're throwing the word toxic around. Ooh, that person's toxic. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Britney Spears is singing about toxicity. Ooh, you, you know that you're toxic. It's like, do we know that this gas is, has a toxic personality? Maybe this gas is just misunderstood. Maybe this gas didn't mean, to, like, you know, what just was the context? everything that we don't like, we're so quick to label it as oh, toxic, toxic in our society. Well, you know what? Just because people don't like gas, guess what? Gas exists in the universe. It's everywhere around us. You yeah. know how much oxygen, nitrogen, yeah. hydrogen, yeah. helium, right. carbon monoxide, right. carbon dioxide, xeon, xeon, neon, argon, freon, radon. You're breathing them in all the time, constantly. Klingon. Head on. You're applying all of these gases directly to the forehead. That's right. They're all around you. That's right. So just because you don't like oxygen doesn't yep. make it a toxic gas. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I was very lightheaded walking through my mall, but I think it's because I was so excited. I was so excited <laughs> to see all these stores. <laughs> Plus, um, you didn't eat. That's true. I didn't eat. So, you know, all these, you know, these people and they're like, oh, well, you know, you might have something. You need to go check it out. Maybe you need to go to the doctor. I don't need to go to anything. Mm-hmm. I need to go to my fucking circuit city. Right. And I need to start stocking some shelves, King of Retail style. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I was fine because I traded a guy at a store a couple of precious moments figurines for a rotisserie chicken, which I was eating throughout the mall. That's right. That's right. And so, um, um, no, bunk funkers, I don't have any napkins, okay? <laughs> Stop asking. Your hands will naturally wipe the grease off on things that you own. Have you ever heard of nature, Bunk Funkers? Have you ever heard of nature? It bunk recycles bunkers? itself. That's right. Um, from grease to grease. So I don't know what's up. You know, obviously we're experts. We're, we're you know we we're well versed in literature and we have majors in economics. So it's like. Obviously, I know how to buy things. Obviously, you know how to buy things. We know mm-hmm. how to invest. We just explained to you economics 101. So, right. like, we, we get it. We but then, know all about supple and. Right. And. Uh, supple big brass bulls. And demand. Yeah, supple and demand. Yeah. 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 And so, um, but when we got there, I think 
you know, and I think it is maybe someone put our GPS. I think our GPS, we have a TomTom GPS. I think it was a little wonky. We got there. There's only one store uh, with lights on. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, in my in my perfect vision, did I imagine that all of our business ventures would be combined into one sort of Yum Brands Franken store? I love Yum Brands. Not cool exactly. Name. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Oh. With an exclamation point. I know. I love it when a brand shouts at me with its name. Yum. But as it turns out, yeah. um, I guess this was the deal. You know, you make the best of every situation, right? Yeah, I mean, I so really we have a combination it. store that's, you know, there's right. there's a sign above it. I mean, I wish the mall would take a little more care, right, with its marketing, its signage. Yeah, we need to work on the sign. Handwritten sign this on a, a handwritten sign paper that said, "Combination Radio Shack, Sharper Image, Circuit City, Comp USA, Hollywood Video, Hollywood store. Video Store." I have so many deals. I can't keep them all straight. I know. We got so many deals. And so you could call me. Uh, you might as well say I work at a casino in Las Vegas because I've got a lot of deals under my belt. <laughs> and um, hit me. Okay. Oh, fuck. God, it's an expression. You said hit me. It means I won blackjack. <laughs> who is that? I don't know who you won. What is it, like a prize you win at like a carnival? God. Sorry. That's it. We're going to Vegas. We're going to Vegas. So we go in there. We go into our store. Yeah. We unlock it. Take the padlock off. Raise the, the you know, the, the that chain. Little, that gate. The gate thing. You know, we chased out the raccoons and right. possums right. that were nesting inside the display cases. And in there is this fucking, I mean, sorry, this guy's a vagrant. Mm-hmm. He's a big buff vagrant with a long scraggly beard, and he was wearing a red polo that he like hand stitched, like combination Circuit City, Sharper Image, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, whatever the fuck, you know, Hollywood video, Raiders Radio Shack. And he was wearing like a red shirt tucked in the khakis, and he was like tapping his foot, and he looked really annoyed. And it was like, you know, he's like, I've been fucking waiting for you guys. Like, what the fuck is taking so long? And I said, Shut your goddamn mouth. You work for me now. I own this fucking store, you piece of trash. You shut the fuck up and speak only when you're spoken to. I'm the boss. You hear me? Do you fucking hear me? I'm the boss. You got very aggressive with this man. Well, you know, being a manager is not easy. <laughs> being a manager. People the, don't understand the stress of business true. ownership. It's true. It's the, the number one way to manage other people is to get very angry with them and to raise your voice. And that's how you get people to do the things you want I them to do. I think that it's better if people know that it's your money. And that they're inconveniencing you by being horrible at you helping you make more money. That's why immediately I told this guy, I said, listen, if you use the bathroom, I'm docking your fucking pay. Mm -hmm. That's on the clock. That's you are. You are. I don't care what bodily functions you have. That's mm -hmm. not. It's like, look, this store is open 16 hours a day. You do not have to go to the bathroom. You can go before or after. Do you, whatever you want. You do not get a lunch. No. You do not get any breaks. No. Um. There is no overtime because mm -mm. you are salaried. Um, at the end of your shift, yes, you have to stay off the clock and clean up. So we explained all this to him. And we also said there's no such thing as holidays because we don't <laughs> We're open. We don't recognize any religions or any governments. 
We wrote our own calendar. And our own constitution. And our own constitution. Uh, we don't have a Bill of Rights, FYI. And that applies in this store. This guy just was like not fucking hearing it. I mean, he was just like, you fucking assholes, you fucking idiots. It's me, Mr. Bunker. Like, I'm, You came to a abandoned it's mall. An abandoned mall. You are high as fuck on toxic gas fumes. You're about to pass out in a couple of seconds due to huffing all these gas fumes. This is an abandoned mall. And I said, I didn't fucking work my whole life to buy one eighth of a store that has a golfsmith to have some fucking punk come in here and tell me what I'm doing wrong. And I grabbed a nine iron and I just started smashing everything inside the store, which was a really great thing as a manager, because it just shows you that it's like, Hey, I fucking own all this product and I own you and I don't give a fuck. I don't care what happens to this stuff. (laughs) And I don't care what happens to you. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, I don't know. I, I was feeling very peckish, and I think the sight of you smashing all the product with this guy screaming and yelling at us, you know, and it was definitely like, I just think I, I really should have eaten because my blood sugar was very low. Yeah. I passed out. Yeah. Now, I don't know what happened to you after that. Um, obviously, we both woke up here in the bunker. Yeah. No, after you passed out, this guy, this employee... I mean, he's fired. Like now, don't worry, bunk bunkers. Straight up, he's not. He's not. I know you anymore. bunk bunkers were sitting there immediately. You thought you fired this guy on the spot, right? Right. Of course we did. I mean, you were probably saying that from the minute we described him, right? And you would be right. We were on the verge. But no beards. Look, we have a lot of empathy for working people. Um, you know, so much empathy. We're the most empathetic people I've ever met. Yeah, and we understand that. You know, to us, I have so much empathy for us having so much empathy for others. Right. I mean, honestly, we were the victims in this situation. We were big time victims in this situation. That guy should never have applied to work for us. Right. And it's his fault for being there before, you know, being attached to the store. Yeah. Um, living in the store while it was locked. It's his fault. That's not even the fucking uniform. I would never allow a uniform that shitty. You're going to be yeah. wearing a three piece suit, motherfucker, every yeah. goddamn day. Yeah. I mean,. With a cape. Yeah. I wanted everybody to dress like Darth Vader, but I lost out at the board meeting. We had a board meeting. I vetoed it. I said, you know, where are we going to find? We're, then we're going to have to scar and maim all these people. And I don't, mm-hmm. that's just too much work. For I me. was willing to drop all of our employees in lava. I mean, you just make them sign a waiver. Yeah. But I just said, you know what? They can have the soup, but they're never going to have the uh, the anger and avarice and, and greed that uh, the real Darth Vader have. So it's really all just. And I be a kept husk. saying, "Give me time." But Art said, "No, we need it right away." And it's yeah. like, I guess it's a bull market, buddy. It's a bull market. You don't have time to wait. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta shoot your shot. You gotta shoot your shot all the time. So after you passed out. Your body went totally limp and you collapsed on the floor. Wow. Uh, into a bunch of broken glass. Oh, and that explains all the cuts. Yeah. And this guy, he starts, I mean, this idiot, he starts shouting. He's like, I'm Mr. Bunker. I'm Mr. Bunker. I'm Mr. Bunker. Like louder and louder and louder until it was all echoing. And finally, I just started having horrible diarrhea. And he picked up the golf club and he just hit me in the back of the head until I wow. You took a cheap shot. Yeah, you took a cheap shot. Everyone I mean, knows that's not, MMA rule number one. Not surprising that this guy would do that, that he would not yeah. fight with honor. No, well, I know. I mean, if you talk to Dana White, he'd tell you, what's MMA rule number one? If the other guy starts having violent diarrhea on the mat, 
You got to let them have some fucking space in the mm-hmm. octagon. Yeah. And you should not pick up a golf club and smack them in the head. That's rule it's number one rule of number one. Rule number one. If you go to Fight Island, it's not allowed. It wouldn't last a Fight Island. I don't know what's happening nowadays. But you know what, Bunk Funkers? This isn't the world I grew up in. That's for sure. That's for sure. But you know what? You know who is allowed at Fight Island, Danny? Um, yeah, I guess the ghost of Kimbo Slice. <laughs> well, that and our new patron that we have a bunker alarm for. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, our new, I'll, uh, by the way, Bunk Funkers, I don't know if you knew this was a perk, um, for everybody that's uh, that's a patron of this show, you are uh, you are allowed. You have free admission to any UFC events. You, you want. get to go to Fight Island. Yeah, uh, uh, and that's no different from today. No, we got a bunker alarm. We got a bunker alarm. You know what? We love our bunk funkers. We love our. We love all of you. Right. That's right. We love our patrons more than the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. You get to buy our you love. Buy our love. We're not, sh- we're not, I mean, we're totally shameless about it. You Which can buy is, our you love. Which is, you know, you can't buy me love. Wrong, wrong song. And so it's always such a pleasure when it's we pleasure. get to welcome a new patron into the fold and do a bunker alarm. And today we're so happy to say welcome to our newest patron, a beloved bunk funker, That's a right. proud patron, Phelan Flores. Phelan Flores, Phelan, welcome. Welcome to the bunker patron. Um, the bunker patron. We are so grateful for your support, and we want to show just how grateful we are by you know bringing in a bunker, bringing alarm. in a bunker alarm. We're gonna flip on the old bunk tech bunker alarm three thousand. We're gonna power up. We're gonna, gonna, gonna fire this thing up. We're gonna play some dadgum alarm for you. Play some dadgum alarm. So, Phelan, um, thank you again for your support. Let me just turn the machine on here. We're gonna turn it on. Classic. You guys know what's up. You fucking OG bunk bunkers. Oh. Andy is glass. I think Andy's not supposed to tap the glass because the goldfish inside of the glass doesn't like to be tapped. It should be unplugged. What the oh, fuck? Someone unplugged it? Andy's jiggling the plug. This is a very safe thing to do. Um, you know, wire's pretty frayed. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, that'll jolt you. Okay. Andy, electric. It just needed me to complete the circuit, Art. <laughs> Lightning shot up. Andy's hair is standing on end. Uh, he is. Anyway. Balloons are attached to his body. Anyway. Yo, know, the balloons we had around in the bunker are really sticking to me now, huh? All right, let's get this thing going. Oh, there it goes. That's the sound you like to hear. Yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. Oh, flipping the old dial. Wow, I love it. I love those uh, Tie Fighter X-wing laser sounds that we have installed. <laughs> yeah, I downloaded a new, you know, sound effects kit for it. Sound effects plugin kit. Very cool. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> Oh, here's a good one. Ooh, we found a good one. Oh, yeah. This is a great alarm. This is a great alarm. All right, Phelan, this bunker alarm is for you. So we're going to do a little fashion countdown here. Three, two, one. Wow. Oh, 
interesting. Very fun, festive, and perfectly synced. Perfectly synced. You know, it's so great that we have oh. dual channel audio now because dual if this was just a mono stream, oh. you'd never get to experience the perfect sync. Both ears with the exact same sound. It's incredible piece of technology. Anyway, Phelan, thank Phelan, you. Thank Welcome, you. and thank you to all of our patrons. Right. We appreciate you so much. And hey, what I said earlier about loving the patrons more is true. But Bunk Funkers, even if you don't patronize the show via patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod, we still love you. Thank you for listening. We Tell your friends supporters. about the show. Yeah. It's the number one way to help is, is, is invite a friend to listen and join in on the fun um, thank you again to Phelan. And uh, without further ado, I think we have to get to Vermont, Andy. We have to go to Vermont. <laughs> we got to catch a flight. We're, we got to catch a flight. We're flying into Burlington or probably New York City and then have to take a train or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. I've when never we get been there. to Vermont. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens when we get there, Andy, because we're going to be uncovering the Bennington Triangle here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. I'd like to uncover the Bennington's Triangle. Bug <laughs> <sighs> fuckers, I'm I'm so very worried. I'm here in Vermont. I've I've lost Andy. I'm not sure where he went. Ooh, I'm so worried. Let me, let me back up here and let me let, tell you what's up here. We came to Vermont to do a fun fall is here Instagram photo shoot. You know, frolicking in the leaves, eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream, staring menacingly out from a witch window. But we went hiking through the woods to find a good photo spot. You know, we got to find those leaves. I turned my back for one second and I... I oh, wait. Oh, wait. I hear something. Oh, oh God. It's getting closer. Oh, God. Oh, God, bunk fuckers. It sounds like some awful, horrible beast. Oh, no. Uh, hey, Art. What are you doing? Yeek. Andy. Oh, God. It's just you. Where did you go? I went to get some cheese. You went to get some cheese? Andy, the bunk bunkers and I were worried sick. We thought you got lost in the forest. No, dude. I went to get some fucking cheese because I told you if we go to Vermont, the only thing I wanted to make sure I got to do was visit the Cabot Creamery and get some fucking artisanal cheese. And you promised me we would, and we're leaving tomorrow, and it seems like we're not going to go. And you're going to be like, oh, wow, oh, man, ooey goo goo gah, sorry, dude, I forgot. So I ran to get some fucking cheese when you turned your back, and now I'm back. And yes, I ate so much that I'm constipated, so we can take some photos or whatever. Well, Andy, I'm glad you're okay, and it seems like things are back to normal with you being constipated. Yeah, I'm glad that spell of... Regular pooping is over. But we don't really have time for photos anymore, Andy, because we got to give the Bunk Funkers the whole enchilada on today's topic live, 100% for real, on location here in Vermont. Yeah, where but, we are. Yeah, where we are. We are in Vermont. But the reason we're here in Vermont, on location in Vermont, isn't just for its beautiful scenery 
or its quirky windows or cheese, even though the cheese is a big draw. Yeah. Uh, it's to uncover a mysterious shape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Bennington Triangle. Much like its Caribbean cousin in Bermuda, the Bennington Triangle has had its fair share of weird occurrences and many disappearances. The tricky triangle in question centers around the Green Mountain National Forest, which is Vermont's only public federally managed national forest. Hard to believe they only have one. Um, it is a sprawling wilderness with some supreme beauty, Andy. Um, I mean, we're here looking at it right now. Uh, from mountain highs to secluded hollows, the forest looks deep and impenetrable. It is the perfect backdrop, wouldn't you say, for this kind of spooky horror supernatural setting in my opinion is exactly what you picture in your mind's eye when you think of spooky haunted forest it's pretty pretty haunted okay and i don't know how much andy agrees but motherfuckers you judge for yourself the woodlands around glastonbury mountain it was not convinced by you andy so you sit there it's with your fucking cheese pretty 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 scary i guess the woodlands along Glastonbury Mountain and the surrounding towns, including Bennington, Woodford, Shaftesbury. Come on, Vermont. Getting a little phallic here, don't you think? Shaftesbury. Come on. And the ghost towns of Somerset and Glastonbury make up the Bennington Triangle. Uh, Bennington was chartered on January 3rd of 1749 by Colonel Governor Benning Wentworth and named in his honor. And we're glad it was. What a fun name. And the area being absolutely surrounded with forests and lumber made this the perfect place to set up some logging towns. Oh, yeah. Initially, these small logging towns thrived. I mean, families of transient loggers moved in. Lodging was built. Schools, stores, etc. I mean, someone called Vanessa Carlton because these little towns were making their way downtown. Going fast. Townspeople's pace, faces pass and they're city bound. It makes sense. Yeah, you think about that bit. It makes sense. Anyway, but by the 19th century, well, the towns had really depleted the surrounding forests and kind of fucked themselves out of the industry. Whoops. So with the population and work declining rapidly, things went sour quicker than my Warhead's milk confectionery idea. Yuck. Warhead's milk? Yeah, I had to send so many letters to Chuppa Chups about making a Warhead's milk sucker. I said, this will be a great lolly. This will be a great it's lolly. It's creamy. It's sour. It's fruity. It's every flavor you love all at once. <laughs> and they told me they sent me a cease and desist, even though I didn't, I didn't actually put anything into production. Anyway, uh... So back to the Bennington Triangle. First murder took place on April 4, 1892. A drunken squabble between two loggers living and working in the area. Henry McDowell was the murderer and John Crowley the victim. But McDowell actually went by many different aliases. His real name is believed to be William Conroy. Ooh. Uh, so McDowell, a.k.a. Conroy, smashed Crowley's head with a rock or firewood and then returned to town. When he learned about Crowley's death, he ran away to Canada and then somehow ended up in South Norwalk, Connecticut. They found him there and convicted him, and he was sent to Waterbury State Hospital. He was allowed to work as an inmate there. 
and he one day hid himself under a load of coal in a railroad car and took off and escaped once again. Well, on October 1st, 1897, another murder took place. John Harbor, a well-known figure in the area, father of four, all around upstanding citizen, was killed on the first open deer hunting season that Vermont ever had. Is nothing sacred in this cruel world anymore? The first fucking open deer hunting season? Marred by such a tragedy. Jesus. Some people. Nobody was ever charged or came forward with his, uh, with, with, you know, confessing to his murder. But the triangle hadn't claimed enough tragedy just yet, Andy. There was also the flood of 1898. The Bennington and Glastonbury Railroad was a sight to behold. Also, a feat of human gen- engineering as the absolute insanely steep pitch of the railroad ran for nine miles from downtown Bennington as it headed through the terrain to meet up at the South Glastonbury Fork. The train actually ran on charcoal. Uh, You know, the charcoal was made from the surrounding trees in the area. They built these massive charcoal kilns to support all this infrastructure. Then they overlogged the area, and there were no more trees nearby enough to make this all logistically possible. Yeah. Someone should have thought of that. Somebody, yeah. Somebody forgot that trees don't just automatically reappear after you cut them down. It's not like a video game. Yeah. Uh, So they converted the railroad into an electric trolley. And this time, uh, and they, and they um, converted the town of Glastonbury actually into a summer resort. Uh, The loggers boarding house became a hotel. The town's general store became a casino, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Point is they put a ton of effort and manpower into making this area a viable tourist spot. In the fall of 1898, after the one solitary summer of the resort's inaugural opening, there was a flood, and due to all the trees being cleared off the mountainside, there was massive amounts of erosion, and the railroad lines were completely decimated. The railroad could only be reached by trolley line. There were no roads built to reach, and uh, thus the resort was literally just abandoned all after one summer. It decayed and was reclaimed by Mother Nature. <laughs> All that work, and it was only open for one summer. This is a, this area already. There's some tragedy. There's just tragedy already building in this triangle. Yeah, it sucks. So once, so in this area, once thriving logging communities, Somerset and Glastonbury, were unincorporated in 1937 after all the trees in the surrounding area were depleted and the town's economies withered. There was a joke in a Vermont paper at the time that the town of Glastonbury had but three residents, a man, his wife, and his mother. And all three made up the town's council. Wow. Oh, my fucking God. That's a fucking... What did they get that out of? A fucking bazooka wrapper? Jesus Christ. I wish this writer could come write for this show because, oh, my God. He's probably dead, though, for a long time at this point. Well, let's see if we can get a necromancer to fucking resurrect his ass because we need that guy's humor. Oh, my God. Very there funny. were only three people in town, and they were all related, and they were all the town's council. Can you imagine? Holy fuck. Can you imagine that Holy situation? Holy fuck. How would they get anything done? What a I'll bet situation. they argued a lot I at bet meetings. they did. I bet they did. What was it like when they opened up the town council yeah. for public what, I want to read those minutes. I want to read those minutes <laughs> in the mean, meetings. Who came in and shared their views from town? Nobody else lived there. 
Oh my god. Oh man. It's so fucking funny if you think about it, Bunk Funk. It really is Bunk What a fucking scenario. I mean, oh my fucking god. This is so fucking funny if you think about it, Bunk Funkers. Can you fucking imagine this town? <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> what a fucking funny setup and it's joke. So Jeez. <laughs> what a shame that happened to newspapers. This is so fucking funny. So <laughs> the phrase Bennington Triangle yeah. was first coined by New England author Joseph A. Citro during a public radio broadcast in 1992, further popularized by his work of fiction, Shadow Child, set in the Bennington Triangle area. Besides tragedy, the Bennington Triangle area has always felt, quote-unquote, off. According to a native Algonquin legend, there is a curse which envelops the land within the Bennington Triangle, and they would avoid it. The Algonquin, that is. According to the Algonquin, the Glastonbury Mountain was home to a, quote, malevolent stone, end quote, no relation to art, maybe. Uh, and this malevolent stone would swallow anyone who encountered it. Swallow them whole. This is starting to sound more and more like you. Oh. Uh, other legends state that the land is cursed because it is the site where all four winds meet. Then there are the Bigfoot-esque sightings involving the Bennington Monster. One of the first reported sightings occurred in the early 1800s when a stagecoach full of passengers was forced to stop on a washed-out road. The stage driver first noticed very large footprints in the mud that were too large to be a human's. Then, the coach was attacked by a large creature who knocked the vehicle on its side. The frightened passengers could only see a pair of eyes before the monster roared and ran off into the forest. Later sightings described the creature as a large, hairy, black thing standing over six feet tall. Another Bennington monster sighting involved a man named Carol Herrick in 1943. Herrick went missing during a hunting trip about 10 miles northeast of the ghost town of Glastonbury. His body was discovered three days later, surrounded by huge, mysterious footprints. He had been squeezed to death. <laughs> I mean, was this the Bennington monster or my great aunt Edna? Golly, every Thanksgiving, my great aunt Edna would nearly suffocate me with her hugs and pinch my cheeks red. <laughs> I hope you mean your face. <laughs> uh, anywho, on top of all this, there have also been numerous UFO sightings uh, in the area, uh, you know, but people don't really seem to bring those up a lot. What they bring up the most, Andy, the thing that really put the Bennington Triangle on the fucking map. The meat and potatoes, here we go, are the five unexplained disappearances between 1945 and 1950. Ooh. This is really what brought the triangle to its geometric fame. On November 12th, 1945, the first person to go missing was a 74-year-old hunting guide named Mitty Rivers. Rivers knew the area well and was actually leading a hunting party of four other hunters through the area in a southwest of the southwest woods of Glastonbury called Hell Hollow. Um, hello? Hell Hollow? What would you, what would ever make you want to go to a spooky place like that, huh? Hell Hollow? Count me out. Sounds like me answering the phone. Hell, hello? Hell, hello? Hell, hello? <laughs> As the group was heading back from Hell Hollow, Mitty just sort of separated from the group and got ahead of them. The last time the group saw him was around 4 p.m., 
and they got back to camp. and He wasn't there. Initially, the group wasn't concerned. This was Mitty fucking Rivers, this baby. Mitty fucking Rivers, Mitty baby. Mitty fucking Rivers, okay? With a name like that, you just know he's going to make it through, right? But in seriousness, Mitty knew the area better than anyone, and he was a pretty skilled woodsman. But Mitty never made it back. An extensive search was conducted by some 300 concerned locals and U.S. Army soldiers dispatched from Massachusetts, Fort Devens, as well as National Guard. In total, 500 people went looking for old Mitty Rivers. God damn. I went missing in the woods for three weeks when I was eight, and the only people who bothered to look for me was the child predator who I ran away from into the woods. <laughs> he never found me, though. And they'll never find him. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, did you Ewok that pedo? <laughs> you Ewoked that pedo. <laughs> Anywho, the 500-person search party hunted for the Huntsman Rivers for eight days, but the only thing they found was a rifle cartridge similar to the ones Rivers used. No evidence of an animal attack or his body was ever found. Mitty Rivers just disappeared along the long trail road. About a year later, on December 1st, 1946, along that same long trail road, Paula Weldon went out for a walk, and she too never returned. Weldon was a college student at the local Bennington College. Hey, their mascot is the goat boy. Go, go, goat boy. Go, goat boys. Yeah, I love the fact that they also the mascot is exclusively portrayed by Jim Brewer. I don't get it. Well, workers, I hope you get it. She had stayed on campus during the Thanksgiving break instead of traveling home to be with her family in Stamford, Connecticut. On Sunday, she worked her usual lunch shift at the school's dining hall, and then later that afternoon, she put on a red parka and jeans and left her dormitory for a walk down Long Trail Road. Several people actually saw her leave, uh, including a store employee, Ernest Whitman in Bennington, who uh, had given her directions, and an elderly couple who were hiking about 100 yards behind her for a short period of time. All in all, it should have been a nice winter hike. But then... She didn't return to class the next day on Monday, and then the panic set in. Investigators started to search for her. Some witnesses came forward. A driver had said she, they, he had picked her up, a young female hitchhiker that looked just like Weldon. Hikers reported that they had seen a girl who fit her description getting on the 270-mile path known as the Long Trail Road around 4 p.m. Others, some as far away as Massachusetts, caught glimpses of a person who might have been Weldon but nothing could be confirmed. At this point, a massive search party for the missing Paula was conducted. Hundreds of volunteers from the college and community and a few Boy Scout troops fanned out all over the area, probing the campus and the trail. Police from other states, including New York and Connecticut, joined the hunt. Overall, more than 1,000 people went searching and aircraft surveillance were involved. This case in particular was the first to involve the use of a helicopter in the search of a missing persons case in Vermont state history, which very much feels like an overly specific sports statistic. <laughs> the first time a helicopter was ever used, Andy, in a missing persons case in Vermont, in the state of Vermont. Right. Who knows? That's, that's a record. person and that year. That's a record. Uh, even the FBI got involved in this search. The Weldon family uh, also posted a $5,000 reward if Paula was found alive and $2,000 if found dead, which 
I guess I get, I guess I, I kind of get the logic. Sure, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I get suppose, it. Yeah. But it seems, I mean, I don't know why you would have to make that distinction, but yeah. whatever. I mean, if, if her murderer like found her remains, right. It's not like they're going to pay the murderer. Yeah. But uh, no evidence of Paula Weldon was ever found. Nobody collected that reward. Some believed if she didn't succumb to the below zero temperatures the night she went missing, that she ran away to Canada with a boyfriend or lived as a mountain recluse. But there's literally no evidence to back any of those theories up. So Paula Weldon's time was brief, but she helped establish two legacies. One being the mystery and legacy of the Bennington Triangle, as many national newspapers and coverage of the case increased awareness of this seemingly supernatural area. And two, the media coverage of the case helped expose how unequipped local Vermont emergency and protective services were uh, and directly led to the creation of the Vermont State Police Force. Three years later, on the exact same date, December 1st, 1949, James Tedford met a similar fate as Paula Weldon. Tedford was a veteran and resident of the Bennington Soldiers' Home. He traveled to St. Albans, visiting relatives, and returned home on a bus when he vanished. Tedford was last seen in Burlington, where he ran into a friend there and talked about how he was headed back to the Soldiers' Home, and he seemed a little depressed about it, not wanting to return. According to witnesses, Tedford was one of 14 passengers aboard the bus, and at the last stop before Bennington, And when they arrived, he had seemingly vanished with all of his belongings still in the luggage rack and an open bus timetable on his vacant seat. No one saw him disappear and no one saw him get off the bus. Now, bunkfunkers, we hate to burst your bus Bennington bubbles, but some locals say this story is blown way out of proportion, making it seem like he vanished out of thin air. In reality, the soldier's home didn't report him missing until a week after he was supposed to have arrived, which is just about as depressing as it fucking sounds. Uh, So the investigation was conducting interviews with people almost two weeks after this guy's disappearance. So, you know, people were like, could barely remember anything about it. They were like, oh, you just vanished. It's like, well, yeah. (laughs) Do you remember this guy you took a bus ride with two weeks ago that didn't talk? So, you know. Yeah. Well, as far as I know, he just vanished into thin air. Yeah. Um, The next year, in 1950, two more residents went missing in the Bennington Triangle. On October 12th, 1950, an eight-year-old boy named Paul Jepson went missing. Jepson was playing in the cab of his parents' pickup truck when his mother left him briefly to go tend to her pigs. Hmm. I've had the opposite experience. Oh. Yeah. Where... Your mom would leave her pigs to go tend to you. Right. In the pig pen where she keeps you. My mom's pigs were playing in the cab of her pickup truck. And she would have to leave them and come tend to me. Yeah. Feed you stuff in your trough. Right. Dump scraps out for me. I've seen you eat apple cores whole. Yeah. It's incredible. There's good nutrition in there. A lot of people don't get it. Seeds are good for you. Fiber, good fiber, nutrition in there, good nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, when she returned, uh, the child, Paul Jepson, was gone. Uh, Jepson's mother went searching in the surrounding area immediately, but when he didn't turn up, she assembled a search party of hundreds of people. 
Bloodhounds were brought in to help track down the boy. They picked up his scent and tracked it to the Glastonbury Mountain area, but it was lost shortly after at after a crossroads, suggesting he was possibly abducted by someone. No clues or remains were ever found. Sixteen days later, on October 28, 1950, Frida Langer went missing. She and several family members were camping in the woods near Glastonbury Mountain. Langer was 53 years old at the time and wanted to take a hike with her cousin, Herbert Elsner. <laughs> I don't know why I said his name like that. Herbert Elsner. It's like you were leaving a voice, like you're, like you're yeah. Herbert Elsner, yeah. and this is his voicemail. Yeah. Please say your name after the tone. Beep. Herbert Elsner. <laughs> <laughs> the pair left the family campsite near the Somerset Reservoir, and when they were just a few hundred yards from the site, Langer slipped and fell into a stream, soaking her clothes and her shoes. She decided she would just run back to camp and change, and then meet her cousin right back where they were. After all, they were only a few hundred yards from camp. Well, Langer left by herself, and Elsner waited, and waited, and waited. And when Frida didn't return, he headed back to camp to see if everything was all right. Or if he was totally getting pranked by his cousin. <laughs> Sick prank. But what Elsner found was no prank. Uh, Frida had not returned to camp at all. She had seemingly disappeared in the short hike between their spot in the forest and camp. In the next few weeks, several search parties, including some 400 people comprised of police, volunteers, firefighters, soldiers, and aircraft... No mention on a statistic here. Searched for her and turned up nothing until it was finally called off. But seven months later, on May 12th, 1951, her body was found near the Somerset uh, Reservoir in an area that had previously been extensively searched. Now, due to the decomposition of the body, no cause of death could be determined. The case remains unsolved. Langer remains the only missing person of the Bennington Triangle to have their remains found. Many speculated what could have been the cause of all these disappearances. Was it a curse? Was this the work of a serial killer? One odd connection between them all, besides the time and location, was they all wore something red. The color red has become somewhat linked with the curse of the Bennington Triangle over the years. In fact, recently, in 2019, a jawbone was found in a gravel pit near Somerset Reservoir, later identified as Jessica Hildebrandt, a 43-year-old resident of New York. Jessica's nickname was Red. Yet another Red connection to the Bennington Triangle. In August of 2021, uh, which is to say about two months ago before this recording, that's right, uh, a man named Joseph Schoenig was uh, found dead in the same area, Somerset Re Reservoir, from a self-inflicted gunshot wound uh, while parked inside a uh, his red pickup truck. It'll all be the color red. And um, that all, dear bunk funkers, is the whole enchilada on the Bennington Triangle. But what say you, dear bunk funkers? Have you ever visited the Bennington Triangle area? Any Vermontians out there want to let us know what it's like up there? What makes that forest so spooky? What makes people disappear in it? And why are triangles such dangerous fucking shapes? All right, Andy, you know what? I think we got time for one quick Instagram influencer pick. 
Ugh. Ugh, I don't know, Art. I don't feel so good. I think I ate too much cheese. That's right. Ready, say cheese. Oh, God. Oh, God, I morphed. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Hey, welcome back, Bunk Bunkers. That was our research of the Bennington Triangle. Oh, Bennington Triangle is so much more deadly than Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> uh, that tickled me, Andy. <laughs> seeing red again, seeing red again. It's Chevelle, Andy. Chicago band. Wow. Monk Funkers, if you know that reference, let me know. Chevelle. Um, the clincher. Um, I don't know, Andy. Uh, it's a spooky triangle. Oh, it's quite a triangle they've got there in Vermont. <laughs> very missing 411. Very. Yeah. A lot of know, missing 411 vibes with this one. Big missing 411 vibes. A little disappointed in the lack of you. Everyone says, oh, UFO sightings. I don't really find a lot of strong evidence on these UFO sightings. Mm. Maybe just, you know, yeah. needed to dig, find a few more Vermontian. Maybe they don't maybe they don't associate the UFO sightings with the Bennington Triangle. Yeah. But um, you know, Vermont uh is a kind of an older state, right? It's up there. Yeah. Yeah. New yeah, it's England, getting old. New England and uh so uh, you know, you've got a lot of history there. Yeah, for sure. Um, go on. No, I'm just, I'm just, uh, just waxing poetic. You know, uh, I would love to understand some cheese. I don't have the, <laughs> yeah, seriously sharp cheddar, right? <laughs> Cabot. Um, I would love to know what's the rate of disappearance and like suspicious death. In the Bennington Triangle compared to Vermont at large. 
Wow. Because Vermont is a foresty type of state. Very forest beautiful. I would love to go. Mountainous. Ooh. Foresty. Ah. Um, I bet there are people going disappearing a lot of places in Vermont. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's... Uh, we, we, we kind of talked about this on Missing 411. It's just uh, the wilderness. It's, I mean, look at look at Frida Langer, right? Like, or, uh, you know, she's the only one who got her remains found. It's like she was only a couple hundred yards from camp. Yeah. Like, I don't, you just don't fuck around in the forest. Yeah. You like, tend to think, like, what could happen in that short of a distance? Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, okay, you could say, like, okay, maybe something attacked her or did something else, but, you know, we don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you can get lost very easily. Yeah. Plus, people can be unpredictable. People can be unpredictable. I don't know what I'm going to do one moment to the next. That's true. Fuck you. I didn't realize I was going to say that, but I did. Well, I wish you didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. It's very rude. I'm sorry. Get your hand in your little pocket. I don't know what you're going to pull out. <laughs> I think we both know what I've got my hand on. Your Mickey Mouse Pez dispenser? <laughs> yeah, I need a sugar sugar rush. Mm. <laughs> give me those little tablets. Oh, give me those little fucking sugar tablets. Oh, Mickey, give me a tablet. Uh, only in America would they invent a candy that uh, makes you want to fucking take uh, medication. <laughs> only in America could they make a me- could they make a, a candy that makes you want to take medication that comes off of the not fully comes out of the neck wound of a not fully decapitated <laughs> entity? You into Pez? How into Pez were you as a kid? Oh, I'm pretty into Pez. Um, are you still you know, into like, Pez? Kept, are you being fucking joking? I kept calling the Pez hotline and being like, "Is Pez available?" The I want to talk to Pez. <laughs> Can I talk to Mister Pez, please? I have a problem with the way Batman was depicted in this Pez. Mr. Pez is out of the office. Can I speak to Mr. Pib then? Were you into Pez? No, never really into Pez. I'll really? be honest. Um, no one ever got you Pezes? No, no. I had lots of Pezes as a child. I think, okay. Uh, is it, I think for me, you know, I appreciate the shortcut method where, you know, you have your Pez dispenser, the little candies, they come in those little foil packs. <laughs> uh-huh. You can just unwrap the foil and eat the candy in one bite. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to go that to all that trouble. That is the most Andy answer ever. Why? Well, I don't to... need the fucking middleman of this stupid plastic toy. I could just eat the fucking Look, candy. This is why I'm a Chad and successful, and other people are not successful because I <laughs> skipped this middle step of trying to finagle <laughs> those stupid little pill shaped candies. Oh, into the, it locks. Into the barely wide enough oh, opening. Uh, you just don't have fine motor you skills. Flick and click it open, pop a head open, and pull out a pill. I had a Spider-Man Pez. That was probably my favorite Pez. Wow, that was a cool ass fucking Pez. Wow. Um, I don't think I ever fucking refilled a Pez though. Like I would get those little candies too. I don't think I just ever refilled because I wasn't really into the Pez candy. Yeah, not into like hard sugar packed candies. Yeah. Those weren't like my favorite. The candy itself is just okay. Let's be honest. Best. It's really the the fucking dispenser. The dispenser is the which, thing. I, that's not some fucking big revelation. Yeah. Anybody with eyes can see that. And I don't really give a shit about the dispensers that much. You don't like collectibles? No. I guess not. 
Fair enough. I guess I'm sort of anti-collectible. I bet if somebody got you a Beach Boys Pez, you'd probably be into it. You'd be like, that's kind of neat. <laughs> a Mike Love Pez dispenser? Mike Love Pez, Brian Wilson Pez dispenser. Wow, yeah. I probably would be into that just because uh, it's so this weird. Is my, this is my uh, Pez, and uh, you just kind of have to open up my jowls, dig through them, and uh, the Pez will come right out. When some loud braggart tries to take your pez and says his dispenser is great. What what Beach Boys song is that? It's uh, Be True to Your School. Be True to Your School. Be True to Your School. The Goat Boy? Bennington College? Yeah, yeah, Be True to Your... Be True to Goat Boy. Go by. I'd, I'd like a good boy, Pez. Yeah. Um, Jim Brewer. Where are you, Jim? You listen to this podcast? What is that reference? Yeah. You'll have to look it up later. Why? Oh, uh, well, I guess for you bunk funkers, Art, don't listen to this. But for you bunk funkers, uh, Jim Brewer <laughs> played a character on Saturday Night Live, I think, called Goat Boy. I think. <laughs> I think it was called Goat Boy. Goat Man, Goat Boy, I don't know. Oh, the Jim Brewer era of SNL. But... You know, it was just him doing normal stuff, but then he would just go <laughs> in the middle of like sentences and stuff. God, can you imagine? That's all it took to get on that fucking show was to yeah. audition with something fucking stupid as Goat Boy. Yeah. <laughs> and you couldn't even come up with that, you fucking idiot. I know. I know. Meanwhile, you the, unfunny fucking hack. Meanwhile, the both of us can't even get into the Second City Conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us are funny enough, and you can check our one stars reviews to uh, confirm that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All you have to do is listen to this podcast. Which is basically all of our reviews. So thank you, one star listeners. Thank you to our one star listeners and our haters. Um, you keep us going because you're the only. You're the, you're the only people interacting with us. You're the only people who care enough to post about us. <laughs> it's true. It's like people are more fueled by their hatred of us than their love of us. Right. Which is really endearing. Yeah. I guess it's like, you know, the goal of comedy is to make people laugh. To get a reaction. And in the absence of making people laugh, I yeah. guess, it is just to get a reaction. And so we're doing a great job. We're doing a great job. And one-star reviews are only validation of how good we are and how much we should keep it up. Oh, God. Gosh, we can't help it if people have bad taste and are dumb and That's true. not fun to be around. Yep, 100%. They probably love the Pez dispensers. They probably love the Pez dispensers. They probably love the candy. Huge. They probably are like, I don't like the dispensers as much as I like the candy. Pez is probably my number one candy. Oh, my God. What's with all this potty humor? Jeez. And they hate Pez, one star. And they didn't get right into the topic. Oh my God, what is a podcast? I don't even understand the medium. People talking about a topic, that's not what I want. I want an audiobook, but I don't understand what audiobooks are apparently. So I have to go complain about podcasts. Oh God. Audiobook? What's that? That's where somebody just reads about a topic. And what is this reading about it? No Where's the commentary? No, I don't want to read myself. I just watch a movie. Where's the video? Where's the visuals? Why? Do, when do they? <laughs> when do the actors come? You know out? what? I hated the movie. They never got to the point. There was all this dialogue. When do they get to the point? I want to hear about the topic. Just give me the synopsis. Just give me the synopsis. No, I don't want to read a book. I just want a topic. I don't want to have to think about it. God, why doesn't anybody understand what medium, what, what media is supposed to be? 
just do, do a lobotomy on my brain and inject all those memories in right into my skull. Oh, just get to the point. Don't make me sign a waiver. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Bunkfuckers, you know. Uh, Andy, what do you... Uh, what, what do you think about the Bennington Triangle? Huh? What do you, uh, what's, what do you, anything you liken towards? Anything you gravitate towards? You? you know, I'm always pretty skeptical yeah. of these, like, geographic, like, nodes or nexi's. Or is it nexuses? I don't know. Plural of nexus. You know, like, where there's supposed to be some sort of energy or some particular curse or something spirit. that taints the land. Taints with its taint. So, you know... I just don't really gobble up these taint stories so much. Um, You're not gobbling taint. I'm not gobbling taint. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I always question whether or not it's just because of the, some things get hooked because of whatever particular media or whatever. And it, then people start to go, oh my God, this area, yeah. there's so much in there. And it's like, well, it's not really that much different. It's just that you heard about more right. from that area. So I don't know. I think a lot of the Vermont historians that I kind of uh, researched for this topic, uh, you know, I think they have a lot of, I think they have a much more like subdued, you know, obviously it's like, again, hey, go make your coin with your tourist stuff. Right. But, uh, you know, I think people are visiting Vermont for lots of different reasons. One of them just being the forest itself it doesn't need all the, the spooky shit, but Spooky shit can't hurt. Um, no. But I think they have a very much like, no, yeah, like, I don't know, like, people go missing in the forest. You should, you know, it happens. Yeah. You know, and I, there, there is a lot of tragedy in this area because uh, these people in the 1800s. Yeah. Just, you know what the real curse is? Yeah. Decimating. Human beings. Yeah. <laughs> just being human. They, I mean. Hey, oh, fuck. We forgot. Trees won't instantly grow back. Ah, oh, God yeah. damn it. We cut all the trees down. We got all the trees, and I guess nothing bad's ever going to happen. Well, I guess we'll just abandon all of these towns. And the people who can't abandon them will just have horrible lives because there's no industry or yep. anything else. You can all fuck off. Yeah, I think that um, I think that's the real villain here is um, lack of uh, lack of environmental concern. True. Should not uh, overlog left, the area. Left, left an area with limited industry yeah. and you know that uh that can lead to problems people don't have you know prospects and then it just becomes kind of a thing like oh bennington that area there's there's no one problems don't want to go down that road don't want to go down that road don't want to go down long mile road <laughs> or whatever it was yeah long trail long long trail long, that's long, long, mile, trail. long mile road yeah um, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, it's, 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 it is a tragedy through and through. And, um, you know, um, not, you know, I mean, not a ton to glob on here. I mean, it's, there's a lot of missing people, but it's like, you know, it, it's, it's in a pretty heavily forested area. I mean, you look up pictures of this area. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah. That is a forest. Yeah. I mean, that's a fucking forest. I mean, and since it's protected, like it's an area where it's natural wildlife, yeah, baby. The trees can kind of just grow up and This was like, yeah, this was like the fucking 50s too. I mean, you didn't yeah. have 
You didn't have anything. You didn't have no GPS. You went out walking. Yeah. You better fucking check back in. Yeah. Jesus Christ, the fucking soldier's home. Oh, yeah. I guess he was supposed to get in about a week ago, huh? Jeez, it's like, fuck. Hey, did that guy ever show up? Huh? Who? What guy? Yeah, that's... I mean, that's sad all on its own. You remember that fucking veteran of the fucking Great War? Yeah. <laughs> that's... I mean, that's like sad on a different level. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I never want to see people go missing. You no. know what I mean? No. It's just... It's a shame that it, it happens at all, but... Like yeah. you said, the wilds can be unpredictable. Except people who beat me at bocce ball. Them, they can go missing. Because <laughs> I don't like to lose at bocce ball. Yeah. he's not, Who's the bocce? It's Art. I'm the botch. He's the botch. He's a botch on wheels. I'm a botch out of hell. <laughs> I'm a botch. I'm a botch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sinner. I'm a taint. I don't believe in fate. I don't know how that song goes, but you get it. I'm a botch. <laughs> Andy, Andy and I are thinking of, of the same exact bit. Yeah. I'm a botch. I'm a botch. I'm a botch. <laughs> oh, God. That was such a dumb bit, but it was very funny. Um, that one's just for the daddies, bunk funkers. Just for the daddies, uh, nobody else. Um, yeah, I don't know, Andy. I mean, uh, not 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 a ton. Unless you got anything you want to bring up, you know, I think we can get to verdicts. It'll be, uh, you know, quick here. But this is kind of a shorter topic. Um, yeah. It's just kind of like five people going missing, really. I, you know, <laughs> Bennington Monster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, the Bennington Monster. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I almost forgot about the Bennington Monster. I mean, I don't know about the stagecoach, the the very first one, the stagecoach, but that second one, uh, let's get Joe Nickel on the phone because that was a goddamn black bear. That was a goddamn black bear. People saw a tall, a six foot tall, hairy creature that was that black was in color. Coach. I thought that was the uh, uh, subsequent sightings. The subsequent sighting was the guy who got hugged to death. Oh. Which I know terrifies you because you don't like human. No, that really scares me. I mean, affection from another person? Yeesh. Yikes. No, no, no. The stagecoach, I think, was not Zoinks! Zoinks! Zoinks, Scoob! Uh, okay. Well, it was a black bear. Yeah. Big time. Big time black bear vibes coming from that. Big time black bear vibes. Joe Nickel putting out his little antenna. Oh, give me that Joe Nickel Pez dispenser. Joe Nickel, Papa Bear, we want to see your Pez. Oh, show us your Pez! Joe Nickel, take off your cardigan and show us your pass. Wait, did you see Joe Nickel's pass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Bennington Monster, for sure, Black Bear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that can go right into the verdicts, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, case closed. Case Bennington closed Monster's that, a goddamn boy. Black Bear. But goddamn Black Bear. Goddamn Black Bear. Um, yeah, I don't know, Andy. I mean, I really, I don't have. I, I mean, it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a short topic, you know. I don't, um, you know, I, I, unless you have anything, I've kind of exhausted my thoughts. Um, and I'm ready to get to verdicts. I don't know. 
All right, let's get to fucking verdict. Let's then. get to them. Yeehaw! Um, talk about Vermont for another fucking 20 minutes. I don't know anything about Vermont. I don't really know much either. I've never been there. I've never been there either. I want to go. I like the witch windows. I I think those are fun. I would love to go to Vermont. Uh, I would like to visit every place. You know what they have in Vermont, which I know that there's one thing you love more than anything, Andy. It's the Trail of Tears. But let me tell you, I got something even better for you. (laughs) They've got the Trail of Cheese. Really? And I know you're going to turn the trail of cheese into a trail of tears because you're going to fucking eat the shit out of that trail. I wasn't... People are going to be fucking crying watching you eat all that cheese. I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> I was really caught off guard by that. Yeah, I know. You see how bad you want to go down the trail of cheese. Yeah. What is it? Some sort of a... Cheese, uh, cheese. Crawl. Oh, it's like all these like cheese manufacturers are all on this long trail, and you can just fucking eat cheese for miles, Andy. Hey, you know, uh, before Wisconsin was really a thing, um, New York was the dairy capital of the United States. Were they? Yeah. Why is that? They're just upstate New York. Lots, lots of cattle, of cows, lots of dairy cattle. Oh. Uh, and so, where do you consider the cheese capital of the country? Because you've got California. As a stake in that claim. Right. Vermont clearly does as well. Yeah. But Wisconsin. Oh, they sure love their cheese up there, don't they? Yeah. Uh, I think. I have to give. I'm going to give the edge to Wisconsin, to be honest. With you. Yeah, it's pretty much the only thing I can give Wisconsin. I mean, they have their love of shitty football teams, which, you know, I have to fault them for, but. As far as like cheese goes, man, they're killing it. I've had some really good cheese from Wisconsin. I've had some great cheese. We've stopped at the Mars Cheese Castle together. I think. Maybe not. It might be a false memory. I've wow. been there a few different times. Wow. Maybe There's I a, haven't been there with wow, you. Wow, we're seeing a Mandela effect live. I know we've eaten cheese curds together. I don't. Have we been to the Mars Cheese Castle? Uh, I don't think Would so. Would we have ever had a reason to go to Wisconsin together? I don't think that you and I have ever been in Wisconsin together. We got to change that right now. <laughs> okay. Well, the podcast is over. We're going to Wisconsin. We'll see you out there in Kenosha. You know, the the the, the, the cheese castle, though, I hear is like actually not nothing really fucking fucking sneeze at. You can get your bar cheese all elsewhere. Kind of a touristy thing. They have a lot of cheese. It's like, you know. Yeah. It's, it's you get of, the curds. Look, I'll be honest. I don't want to shit on anybody who likes the Cheese Castle because it's a fine place. It's a fine place. It's like a grocery store, kind of. It is. Um, and not like a supermarket. Like a gro- like just grocery items. Um, they have a lot of stuff that you could just buy in a store. That's true. You know, that it's not like... There's a, you have a lot of specialty stuff. They do have some like local made products uh, that like sit beside like national brand Products of sort of the same variety. Tillamook. In some cases. Um, I will tell Cherry you. Gold. You can go there and, you know, they'll like, they have like packages of like cheeses. Uh, they make their own cheese curds though. Um, no? Are they sourcing those from other places? I think they get them from other, I don't, I don't think they get them from other. Like, okay, because I bought stuff. like a bag of unmarked cheese curds there. Oh no. And then I oh, woke up. Then, yeah. And my butt was really sore. Yeah. No, those weren't cheese curds. And then I went poopy 
and I shat out a bunch of cheese curds. So yeah. What you're telling me is that somebody drugged me and shoved cheese curds up my ass. That's uh, unfortunately what happened to you, yeah. And you're telling me you and I didn't go to the Mars Cheese Castle together? <laughs> no. Come on. I certainly wouldn't have given you an unmarked bag of cheese curds. <laughs> yeah, you would have eaten it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been the one with the sore butt. No, no they, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they do make some stuff in, in-house, like, I don't know, like cream cheese or something. What's the deal with cheese curds? They're like extra fatty, right? That's the whole fucking, it's the extra curd. Uh, or is I, it like honestly just fucking pieces of cheese? I don't, I don't honestly know what a cheese curd is, to be honest with you. Because you know, there's like, there's curds and whey. And oh, yeah, like, I'm familiar with one. And it's like, when you... Call me Little Miss fucking Tuffet. Yeah. Because I'm tough. Yeah. I'm sitting on my Buffet. What did she say? What did she sit on? Tuffet. She sits on a Tuffet. Little Miss Muffet. Her name is Muffet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she yeah. sits on her Tuffet. Yeah. <laughs> so call me... Little Art Muffet, and I sit on my Tuffet. I eat my curds and my whey protein powder. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, if I understand the cheese making process right, it's like cheese comes from milk, basically. Cheese comes. Cheese comes. Cheese comes. Hey, Siri. <laughs> hey, Siri. Siri, wake up. Bugbuggers, I don't have Siri enabled. <laughs> Wait, this is embarrassing. Bunkbuckers, how do I enable Siri? But wait, let me let me say what I think and we'll see if Siri agrees with All right, me. all right. So I think that that, you know, with with like cheese making, the whole point is like you have you have these solids inside the milk. You the whole point of Okay, wait, hang on, I gotta interrupt you. I Googled cheese curds and one of the things that came up, like it said cheese curds, and then the next one, the next Google option was cheese curds near me. I don't know why. Very funny to me that people are searching cheese curds near me. Like, is that like they're requesting, they're querying for cheese curds near them? Or are they, are they, is that a, is that a distress signal? Cheese curds are near me. Help, cheese curds near me. I mean, I think pretty much if you put in any noun, Google (laughs) automatically suggests near me. I don't know why that's so funny. Okay, what is your idea of cheese curds? So you got these solids in the milk and the whole point of like the cheese is to like press out the moisture to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So like the cheese curds are this like fresh pressed, like just the solids like lifted out of the liquid. Right. So it's not like compressed. It's not aged. They're just like very fresh cheese. It's not even, I mean, I don't even call it cheese, but yeah, it's kind of cheese, right? Okay. Now, this is what it says. Okay. Cheese curds are made from fresh pasteurized milk in the process of creating cheese when bacterial culture and rennet are added to clot the milk. So standard. After the milk clots, it is then cut into cubes. The result is a mixture of whey and curd. This mixture is then cooked and pressed to release the whey from the curd, creating the final product of cheese curd. I think it's just cheese curd. Without the whey, uh, curds are sometimes referred to as squeaky cheese. They are very squeaky. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they're delicious. I enjoy a cheese curd very much. Um, I'd love to go get some right now, to be honest with you. Great way to eat cheese. Any, a lot of different ways are a great way to eat cheese, but... Uh, you know what the real draw for me... I just discovered this not that long ago at the Mars Cheese Castle. Is there... You were there recently? Yeah, I was there just a little bit ago. 
a few hours ago. So, no. <laughs> no, I don't know. A year or two ago. Okay. Uh, Semi-recently. I was in the... Oh, yeah. Mars Cheese Castle. That's right. And so there's this thing that exists in the world, and I don't know how many people know about it, but it's like, it's called Pub Cheese. And it's, you know, a famous brand around the Chicago area is Merck's. Uh, it's yeah. this like, it's like cheddar, but it's like spreadable. It's right. like, you know, if you ever had this, I don't know, my parents used to buy this stuff. Like they make it with like port wine or almonds, but it's like cheese, but it's like, you can, it's like soft. Very soft. It's like, like whipped or whatever, like put into a tub and you kind of like, you can spread it almost like butter. And you spread that on yourself? Yeah, I lube up my body with pub cheese. <laughs> lube up my body. So at the Cheese Castle, they have their own pub cheese. They have their own brand of pub cheese. Yeah, it's called the King of Clubs. Okay. It's club cheese, I guess. Maybe it's not pub cheese. Maybe it's club cheese. Get the fuck out of here. Whatever. And it's delicious. It's good stuff. I think it's better than Merck's. Wow. Yeah, I love Merck's. Mark's Cheddar Spreads, very famous. Yeah. So go to the Mars Cheese Cast. I think you can order it online. Order order it online. King of Clubs. I mean, this podcast sponsored by Mars Cheese Castle. <laughs> Unofficially, but maybe one day officially. Huh? Wink, wink. <laughs> Mars Cheese Castle. Uh, um, Mr. Bunkerpot at gmail.com. Well, there you go, Bunk Funkers. You got a little, uh, we squeezed out, we squeezed out a little curd. A curd turd, an extra 20 minutes of us talking about cheese. Before verdict. Oh, boy, you one-star reviewers hated that. <laughs> Not germane to anything. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can feel those keyboard warriors getting revved for battle. They're revving up Time their to iTunes. <laughs> yeah. And drop another steaming one star on this podcast. <laughs> we sound so bitter, and I, I don't even give a I shit. I know, we don't give a fuck. I don't know. iTunes I reviews like don't funny. even matter. Yeah. <laughs> Bugfuckers, go ahead and leave us a one-star review. Yeah, like, most creative reviews we'll read on the air. That's true. If your review is creative and fun and nice, like we'll probably start reading those on air, but we get so fucking little of them that like when you we leave a one-star it. review and you just say in all caps not funny, it's not yeah. that's not even working hard. Right. The least you could do is say these two not funny because of X, Y, and Z reason. Like Actually, I listened to this podcast yeah. in the bathtub and I had to stop when I realized that I was holding my head under the water to try and drown myself. Yeah. Now that's a good one star review. There's a one star review. But um, I mean, speaking of, I mean, we have to give our reviews of this topic, Andy, in right. the form of verdicts. Yeah, we got to squeeze the way out of this topic and, uh, you know, press some cheese. You know. Andy, let's just kick it off here. I mean, uh, you're going first, huh? Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script here. I'm gonna squeeze the way out of this curd, and uh, I'm actually gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go case confirmed. The Bennington Triangle is a uh, you know, is a how am I going to spin this? Fuck. Uh, oh, he backed himself into a corner. I did. Bunkers. I did very badly. Um, it's, it is a, it is a dangerous place where people can disappear. You know why? Cause it is a dense forest and people will go missing. But 
I guess really what I'm saying is case closed. I don't think that anything supernatural is going on in the Bennington Triangle. I couldn't, I couldn't spin it. Maybe you can spin it. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I did the layup and I missed, and the ball is like coming over on the other side, and you're ready for the rebound, or maybe you can put it back up, Andy. You can either kick it back out for a three pointer. It's up to you. I failed, but I'm gonna say case closed. Nothing supernatural other than Mother Nature is incredibly dangerous, as we've seen time and time again. Wow. I do not think that anybody was murdered here other than by mother nature um okay uh i don't know what andy is looking at he was looking at something behind me made me think that there was something behind me and then when i looked behind myself to see if there actually was he made a face like he was looking at something behind me it made me think (laughs) there was something behind me (laughs) um yeah, that's my that's my verdict, Andy. And and the, right. the Bangtown monster so, was a bear. Uh, yeah, and so now because you fucked this up, and we play for different teams now, I have to flush this home for you. So case confirmed, there is something supernatural going on in the Bennington Triangle, and it's mankind's supernatural ability <laughs> to destroy everything good and pure on this earth. <laughs> Human beings are their own worst enemy. <laughs> so Every- decrees I, the Mars King of the Mars Cheese Castle. Every part of nature touched by man has come to ruin. We are parasites upon this globe. We must change. <laughs> you sound like a constipated man. <laughs> Let this be a lesson through the ages. (laughs) The Bennington Triangle cries to us from time immemorial. We felled the ancient trees and destroyed the land. It's federally protected now. It had to be because we couldn't take care of it. (laughs) Heed the warnings of our ancestors. (laughs) Save the earth while there's still time. There's oh my no god, time. Andy disappeared. He turned into a little sprinkly bits of cheese and now he's dusting the floor. This cheese self. Um Bunk Bunkers, those Dust were- the floor with your cheese self. <laughs> Can't wait to go to try that one out at the club. <laughs> sandwich. Um Bunk bunkers. Yeah, you can put cheese on a club sandwich. Don't fucking get at me, Bunk Bunkers. Cheese, you have some sandwich purity, okay? Is cheese not a standard on a club sandwich? I don't know. Fuck that. Fuck that. If it's not, then fuck that. I don't want that sandwich. Um, I want to eat that sandwich. I want to meet that sandwich. Uh, Bunkfuckers, those were our verdicts. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. Uh, hashtag Joe Nicolpez. <laughs> Joe Nicolpez, let us know what you think. I I'm just know waiting for the day that we get an email from Joe Nickel. She's like, what the fuck, guys? Why do you have to include me in just leave me alone every please. other episode? <laughs> I get that you use a lot of my work <laughs> as part of your research, but when I'm not involved, do you really have to bring me up? And do you have to talk about me when I am involved? Please. I have a wife. I have kids. I just I'm a just, grandfather. Just come on. I can't deal with this shit. We're just like, dude, you can talk about your beer. What if he's a penis with your penis? He's just like, God, fuck. Ah, fuck, one star. 
Not funny, all caps. If it was Joe Nickel, I would be like, okay with it. That would be fucking, that would be great. Joe Nickel and Handsome Brian Dunning. Joe Nickel, all caps. Yeah. They just tag team us. Polonius HPD, you know, you could leave us any kind of one-star review and we would be okay with it. You guys can one-star us any day. Yeah. You can tag team one-star us if you want. That's right. Just DM us. <laughs> just DM us, bros. Oh, fuck. All right, here we go. Propositioning <laughs> famous skeptics. Uh, for, for what? For what? Whatever. Whatever. I mean, hey, dude, we're flexible. Whatever the night fucking, wherever the night shows us. Wink. You guys want to go to Applebee's? Joe Nickel? You want to see if there's any black bears in Applebee's? I got a, I know, I got an idea of a tree you could shimmy up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got a, I got a big old dump truck that you can stick your paws in. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Dumpster. Wink. Um, anyway, the fucking hashtag Joe Nickel Pez. Uh, let us know what you think on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Bunkerpod. Email us, Mr. Bunkerpod at gmail.com. Find us on our YouTube channel. YouTube. Subscribe on there. It's doing great. Lots of videos on there. More videos soon. More videos soon. More videos soon. Maybe. We're trying. Soon is a relative term. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. That's not a firm commitment to any sort of time frame. Watch those videos. Check them out. They're great. Other stuff on there too. Um, and then, uh, of course, Patreon. Patreon.com. Oh Patreon. Got bug fuckers. Get on there. Promise, I promise Take you, you're gonna lawns <laughs> as a guide. That's right. Join, become a Patreon patron. Andy, join the Discord. There has to be over 25, maybe even 30 hours of extra content just on the Patreon alone. We and have let me tell you, we have this 8, month, episodes of extra content. Available. We do not have 8,000 episodes. Oh, is, I that, is that not the correct count that's anymore? Not the correct count anymore. Oh. <laughs> But bunk fuckers, this month alone, you are going to be getting. This is a bunksgiving on the Patreon. Bunksgiving. It's a bunksgiving, and there's going to be extra episodes of plenty. Promise you, you're going to want to join, and uh, you're going to like the way you look, and you're not going to regret it. And I guarantee. You. And if you've been it. thinking about joining, and right. you're like, well, the rest of this show is so slapdash and right. hastily put together. I'm not sure that the Patreon is worth. This extra $5 I have in my pocket. Wrong. This is your chance to give it a shot. Give it a so shot. I think you're going to like it. Uh, we cover a lot of different topics on oh, there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a much looser, looser format. Um, and in it's some loose, ways, it's more it's structured. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, it's actually put together better than, <laughs> than, than, this, than this show. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod. You also get access to the Bunker Discord. We can chat with Andy and I, other Bunk Funkers, and post memes. Uh, where you can also get the monthly newsletter. You can get uh, sneak peeks to episodes before they air and, and other stuff. And we'll give you keys to a car that we don't own and we don't know where it is. Good luck. It's a scavenger <laughs> yeah, hunt. It's a scavenger hunt. Uh, keys may not come included. Andy, any last words before we leave Vermont where we are on location live? I will say that I do enjoy Cabot Creamery products. I think that Cabot makes a delicious cheddar. I think they make a great Kojak. Mm. Um, I am especially fond of the seriously sharp cheddar, by the way. Okay. Uh, I did have some Cabot sour cream recently, and it was fine. It was fine. I wouldn't put it in the top five sour cream. Is it a dollop of daisy or is it? It's good. What's the best? 
I don't know. I would have to think about this. Well, more. fuck that. Uh, I would just say Does that it even I make your top five? bowled over by Cabot Sour Cream. My point is, okay. I also enjoy Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Uh, I consider myself right. a bit of a chunky monkey. Chunky monkey. Um, you know, sometimes I go a little too crazy with the fixins. You know, you know me. No, I'm a I classic don't... guy. I just want like you know, I want my mint. I want my mint chocolate chip. Or I just want my vanilla. I don't need this. Like I'm eating this fucking ice cream. All of a sudden, it's like, oh fuck! There's like a whole fucking what is this? A fuck? Oh god! It's a fucking pipe wrench. Like what the fuck is in here? Oh shit! Like mechanic, like there's all these fucking tools in here and mm-hmm. shit. All these metal pieces. Yeah. What the fuck's all this shit doing in here? Yeah, that's grease monkey. Yeah, grease that's monkey. That's one of their new flavors. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, mechanics tools and banana. <laughs> um, banana ice cream would be good. I also enjoy maple syrup. Famous product of Vermont. <laughs> wow, Andy, get you the have real a lot of- stuff. Don't buy, don't buy pancake syrup, bunk funkers. You're doing yourself a disservice. Buy the shit from the tree. Buy the stuff that comes out of the tree. I think you'll agree. It's much better. It's more complex. Yeah. The uh, Bennington Triangle syrup, the tree from from the syrup from those trees, uh, glows. Yeah, and it's creepy and spooky. Yeah, it's uh, radioactive. It's radioactive, uh, and it's all haunted. Well, Andy, I'm glad you have so many things you enjoy in your life because if you didn't. God, you would be a sad, sadder, sadder husk of a man. <laughs> and I'm glad you have those things. Yeah. And you know what I'm not glad for is uh, the titular Mr. Bunker. <laughs> but for my... Yeah, that guy can go to hell. That's right. My Maraguan, my Maraguan co-host, Andy Hart, Mar-a-guan. Amar Stone saying, that was the whole enchilada. Mm, I, w- I don't know what to do, so just end it. Yummy. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.